welcome to Men in Charge. I'm Kevin Decker. And I'm Tony Flynn. Today's episode, season 10, episode 16, is one that a lot of people who have a lot of time on their hands have wanted to hear about. It's how to pet any animal. Kevin, what is the basis for this particular um, episode? It sounds cutesy, but really what it is is a challenge. It's a challenge to so-called animal lovers all around the world to show how much you really love animals in general by what animals are you willing to pet, right? You know, a dog, sure, a goat, okay. What about a shrimp? Or even more strange, what about a prawn? These are things that people may be afraid to pet or not know how to pet. And so today's episode features sketches that are all about how to pet any animal. And I think this is long overdue because given that this show is called Men in Charge and whether or not we mean it ironically, who knows, we sure don't. It is a test of manhood if you are willing to pet any animal. But, you know, men need a challenge like this. Men need to know how to do it safely because real men don't wear gloves. That's correct. Yeah, we tried this earlier in the show with a character that you played, Tony, called Spurious Jack Fowler, who had a penchant for sticking his hand in any animal's mouth. We're not even asking people to go that far. We're not. That'll take separate training. That's correct. That's kind of an advanced class. Uh, There are some animals, by the way, you don't even have that option, like a a sea urchin. You can pet it. I wouldn't, but you can't really put your hand in its mouth because it's a weird, freakish creature that, for all I know, doesn't have a mouth. And as we lay forth the training in a series of (laughs) videos, I hope you kept your old VCR, folks, we demonstrate how to pet any animal We don't say, and I hope that's clear in the title, we don't say how to pet any animal safely. While Kevin encourages you not to pet the sea urchin, I say, go ahead, give it a try, report back, blog about it, we'd like to know. But you could start in all initial unwanted by the animal petting, uh, wear gloves, you know, those nice latex gloves that you use for painting or or housework, those will do fine. Yeah, and I just want to make it clear to the listener that all we're really doing with this series of radio videos and with our advice today is just trying to get people to do safer crazy things. We know that here in the middle of the swine flu pandemic, people still want to do crazy things like watch reality TV shows or storm the Capitol. But how about doing something that will bring just as much warmth and friendship to an animal, like a sea urchin's heart, as it will to you. Pet any animal today. There have been complaints from the badger community that they have been unpetted. I mean, I'm trying to start the rumor because maybe badgers do want to be petted. How do you know until you find out for yourself? Right. And we also want to point out that we know humans are animals, but in today's tendentious climate it's probably best not to go around petting other human beings. I tried it last summer on vacation in Mallorca, and uh, it did not turn out well, Tony. Yeah, we read the reports, and I'm glad you uh, were able to pay for a very expensive attorney. A very expensive French attorney. (laughs) Yes, very expensive French attorney. They'll cost you, and they have, of course, experience with petting. 
There's a whole legal petting industry in France that you had an opportunity to explore. Uh, Maybe, Tony, we've said enough about petting animals, and we want to say something about the sketches for today's episode. Uh, Well, I don't think we've exhausted the topic, or frankly ever could, but there will be a future episode, folks, titled How to Pet Any Animal Again. Or how about How to Pet Any Other Animal Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, any other animal, then, well, you decide. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of bad experiences to recount. Yeah. Okay. Kevin, you gave me a not-too-subtle jab just now to um, move on to discuss the segments we have, and I think they're grand. Each one of them has its own kind of award eligibility. First, Our wedding PowerPoint. This is a commercial. Tell us about this one, Kevin. Yeah, our uh, great friends from the west side of some state or the other, Joan and Bob H., we won't reveal their total identity on this episode. That's coming up later. But have gotten together to do a wonderful commercial sketch called Our Wedding PowerPoint. What could be more delightful than sitting through maybe even multiple times a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend's couple's wedding PowerPoint. I hear that they keep updating it every year to to show kind of how everything went downhill from there, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, a director's cut, a bloopers yeah. reel, and it being a wedding, there, there are bloopers. But oh. you buy access. You can lease it through a paywall, download it. You can get right. access to this if you pay for it. So buy our wedding PowerPoint and maybe some of the money will trickle down to Kevin and me. That would be great. After that, Tony, we have yet another product from the Big Nell family of goods and services, Big Nell's at-home laundry. I think this is a little self-explanatory, but tell us about some of the nuggets of wisdom in it, Tony. Well, you remember Big Nell, enforcer, work-release felon, She um, has developed an industry for better home management. She comes into your house, she intimidates and frightens you, and you do a better job with laundry, with lawn care, with, uh, there's going to be one on child rearing pretty soon too. Big Nell, whom you remember is Johnny Hambone's former cellmate, has a very strong hand in any household. So um, pay attention or you'll hear about it from her. After that, we have yet another in the Mr. Skids Saves Something in Pansy Hollow and Lower Lower Heights. Today, Mr. Skids Saves the Church Gun Club Cruise. Do you remember how that happens, Kevin? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I know that somehow Mrs. Armbruster and Billy, who are two of Mr. Skids' closest friends slash tolerated people in the neighborhood, And they figure out a way to get Mr. Skids on the same boat as the women's church gun club uh, having a a booze cruise. Yeah, because Mrs. Armbruster really needs a date. The question is, does Mr. Skids make it all the way onto the boat? Well, tune in and find out. But meanwhile, keep those knuckles white as you wait.
Hi, I'm Joan, and I'm married to Bob. Over here. I'm Bob, and I'm married to Joan. This Joan right here, listeners. So we're Joan and Bob, and we'd like to invite you to our wedding PowerPoint. Joan and I first started showing our family and closest friends our wedding PowerPoint. Back then, it was all grainy Polaroids converted into vector images. No gifts. And before that, no PowerPoint. <laughs> but we digress. Although we lost most of those original friends. And alienated our family. We ended up with a whole new set of friends who were really interested in our wedding PowerPoint. It surprised me, but not Joan. I think we all know a few people who would really go crazy for a well-done wedding PowerPoint. Well, it turns out there are plenty of people who'll pay to see it. That's right. At first, we did Thursday morning showings on the second Friday of each month just for the Lower Heights, Pansy Hollow area. Those were gratis. As more and more people came to town from all around, Elmdale, Springfield, Corker's Knob, we kept running out of seating at the local Elks Hall. In order to move our wedding PowerPoint to a larger venue, we had to rent a space. And that meant charging people to get in. And the next few showings did taper off in size. But then Joan got a fantastic idea for a memento for each person's experience of our wedding PowerPoint. With your prize of admission, we started offering these tiny wearable glass tubes that each contain rice, wedding cake icing, and a tiny bouquet of colorful fungi that live off the chemical interactions between the rice and the icing. Bob's a brilliant chemist. I admit, I had to be pretty brilliant to brew up a love potion number nine to catch your eye. Bob, you drugged me? It's an expression. And I'm a talk pointer. You know that. Well, perhaps we should get back to our wedding PowerPoint. <clears throat> yes, we should. Well, attendance at showings of our wedding PowerPoint kept getting bigger and bigger. And every time Microsoft dropped a new PowerPoint release, Joan felt like we had to up our game. The 2011 introduction of new exit and entrance animations was a game changer. Pretty soon, the offers outpaced our ability to do the show. I think we first got paid enough to take it on the road for a month in Las Vegas. That's right. And then Poughkeepsie, Sheboygan, and Tuscaloosa. And then Bob got a fantastic idea. Oh, it was low-hanging fruit. After decompressing from the stresses of Tuscaloosa, we decided to do a little work on the routine, and Bob came up with adding a few honeymoon slides to our wedding PowerPoint. They had to be tastefully selected, mind you. Not <laughs> everything that goes on in a person's honeymoon is for public consumption, of course. Yeah, yes. Well, Bob's judgment there was still a little too liberal, so I edited his material into a brand new mini presentation that can be added onto your experience of our wedding PowerPoint for only $9.95. Prices subject to change. And dependent upon your local market. Well, speaking of local markets, our wedding PowerPoint has now gone international. We've worked with a former Kremlin translator. Guy speaks 13 languages. And his KGB clearances really cut a lot of red tape. And so, with Vlad's help, we're taking our wedding PowerPoint on the road. 
Where are we headed again, honey? The famed Benelux countries, my dear. And from there, who knows? Vlad's helped enormously by translating our wedding PowerPoint's narrative into the common language for the whole European Union. All our hopes ride on him. Well, I wouldn't have put it that way, but since we're also taking our wedding PowerPoint to the web this month, listeners... At, obviously, www.ourweddingpowerpoint.ca. A Canadian host? That's not really obvious at all. Well, in any case, since the full package with the honeymoon experience will soon be on the web at competitive prices, we thought we'd just drop you a note. If you've got a computer, you can RSVP without delay to... Our Our Wedding Wedding PowerPoint. PowerPoint! The leading scientists are claiming that dark matter counts for approximately 85% of everything in the universe, and about a quarter of its total mass energy density, or about 2.241 times 10 to the negative 27 kilograms per meter squared. And yet here you are, listening to Men in Charge. Listener, how many times has this happened to you? It's Saturday morning, songbirds are shrieking in the jaws of neighborhood cats, and mounds of filthy laundry clutter the halls of the entire house. And you know why the laundry is piled out in the hall. Everyone in the family expects someone else to take care of it. I'm not touching anyone's dirty underwear, especially not mine. Gross! You need Big Nell's in-home laundry service. Big Nell, Lower Heights Women's Correctional Facility's most enterprising work release inmate, is ready to solve your laundry problems from the inside. Big Nell, I'm so glad you're here. We're drowning in dirty laundry. This is disgusting. It's worse than the laundry mess I cleaned after the 06 prison riot over the radioactive fish sandwiches. Wow, you are part of that riot? Can I have your autograph? Nope, but I'll be getting your autograph on a lot of fat weekly checks. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll compensate you properly, Big Now. Damn right you will. But right now, you can all finally get busy doing some laundry. What? Us? That's right. Everybody, down here, now! But, but you're Big Nail's in-home laundry service. I'm paying you to... We're paying me to set things right in laundry land. Now load up the laundry here and take it down to your washing machine. All of you. All of us? Even our surly, ungrateful, self-involved teenage son, Nesbitt? Especially your surly, ungrateful, self-involved teenage son, Nesbitt. Thanks, Big Nell. Enough talk. Get to work. With Big Nell in charge, you'll find that the work goes quickly and efficiently. Move it along there. We don't have all day. Nesbitt, you're too slow. The washing machine's full, so use this washboard and tub. 
Oh, jeez, Big Nell. And don't use that lotion-y soap. Use this brick of lye. It's worked as a cleaning substitute for centuries. Ow! Now, somebody show me to my room. Your, your room? Of course. It's Big Nell's in-home laundry service, isn't it? And don't forget my luggage. So, listener, when your dirty clothes aren't laundering themselves, call Big Nell's in-home laundry service. Thanks, Big Nell's in-home laundry service. Your washing machine's too small, so I'm sending it to salvage after I install three coin-operated ones. I'll be collecting the quarters once a week, and there'd better not be any missing. In the meantime, no breaks. I'm talking to you, Nesbitt. Investing your money wisely has never been easier than with a checking account in Tony and Kevin's name into which you make regular deposits of your hard-earned cash. All at your own convenience and no tax burden. Details coming up on Men in Charge. It's time for Mr. Skids Saves the Church Gun Club Cruise. Mr. Skids, a surly drunkard with a heart of limestone, lives in a shabby apartment in a run-down, pre-boarded-up building in the neighborhood of Pansy Hollow, which is just downwind from Upper Lower Heights. Whenever his neighbors come clamoring to him for help, Mr. Skids is quick to lock his door against them. Today finds Mr. Skids once again face down on the sidewalk, very nearly in front of his apartment building, mulling over the advisability of going indoors to avoid roasting his cheeks and nose on what has become fundamentally a concrete griddle. Mr. Skids, get off the sidewalk. I'm trying to avoid hitting these bicyclists. You are such a damn nuisance, Mr. Skids. And don't forget, the poker game is at 7.30 tonight, not 2 a.m. Mr. Skids! Mr. Skids! Here, let me prop you up. Uh, Oh! uh, Up against the wall, here. Watch your head. Whoopsie! Anyway, Mr. Skids, 
I have wonderful news. Mrs. Armbruster. Hello, I suppose. What's the news, if I must ask? Is it another lasagna? You should have come earlier. It would have made the perfect cushion for my face. <laughs> oh, Mr. Skids. Always larking about. Of course I brought you a lasagna. But it was supposed to be a surprise. No, no. The really good news is that the girls from my church group are going on a cruise. A cruise? Like to the Bahamas? Oh, <laughs> not the Bahamas, silly. They don't allow guns on the big cruise ships anymore. We're cruising right here at home on Lake Spillerhead. And it's a wine-tasting cruise. Your gun club is going on a booze cruise? Now don't get all frowny, Mr. Skids. You know very well that it's a church gun club. All good Christians. And it's just wine. And you're my date. Sorry. I can't taste wine anymore. Oh, but you have to come. I have a plus one extra ticket. How about if I bake you an extra lasagna? Uh, I couldn't help overhearing that you were in need, Mrs. Armbruster. It just so happens that I'm free on whatever day you're sailing on your church gun club wine tasting cruise. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you stalking me, Officer Coors. I'd just like to be close by in case one day you find me less repellent, Mrs. Armbruster. But why not take Officer Coors? He already has a gun. I don't. I think Mr. Skids makes a very good point, Mrs. Armbruster. But you'll be on duty, Officer Coors. Or, or perhaps you'll need to stay at home near the phone in case your mother calls. Uh, thanks, Mrs. Armbruster, but, uh, <laughs> my mother's been dead for 11 years. So sorry to hear that, Officer Coors. But still, just in case... Wait, it occurs to me that I have a mobile phone. I could bring it along. Uh, that's very thoughtful of you, Officer Coors. But if your mother passed away from us 11 years ago... She never would have learned your mobile phone number. Just the one for your landline. Uh, your logic has once again broken my hopes and dreams, Mrs. Armbruster. Well, if Officer Coors will be busy sitting at home for no reason, why not ask Billy? Oh, Mr. Skids. Billy's not 12 yet. <coughs> He could bring his sisters, Smith & Wesson, SD9VE9mm two-tone centerfire pistol, fit right in. I could lend him one of my handguns, too. But Billy's too young for all that wine. 
And if I caught Billy holding a wine glass, I'd have to arrest him, put the boy away for a long, long time. Then he'd be neither at your back nor your call, Mr. Skids. Well, your logic seems to have broken my hopes and dreams, too. But could you bring a couple of bottles of gin along for us teetotalers? Oh, why, of course, Mr. Skids. And I'll be watching the cruise through my telescope from my roof. Fine, then it's all settled. I'll just go fetch Billy to make sure you make it to the dock. And I'll just go hide in the alley until this nightmare passes. Meanwhile, the good Christian ladies of the church gun club gathered excitedly at the dock, eager to sail across Lake Spillerhead's oily waters for a fine afternoon of wine tasting and firing their weapons at anything they'd take to be a target after tasting enough wine. The owner, Captain Ishmael Freely, seeks to calm her passengers before they come aboard. Ladies, please. No gunfire until we've officially embarked and are well into the cruise. Wine tasting first, remember? What if we've already been drinking, Captain? What about then? That shot went into the hole, just above the waterline. Why don't some of you ladies wrestle her to the ground and confiscate her weapon until after the wine tasting? Oh, ow. Hey, I'm a run in my stocking. Alrighty then. Everyone climb aboard. Wait! We can't leave yet! Mr. Skibbs hasn't arrived! He's my date! Billy, where is he? You were supposed to bring him to the dock! I looked everywhere for him, Mrs. Armbruster, so he must be hiding in the alley again. I'll be right back. We can wait for Mr. Skids for ten minutes, no more, or we'll miss the tide. But, Captain Freely, this is a lake. <laughs> there are no tides. Well, nevertheless, Mrs. Armbruster, ten minutes. Ten minutes passes immediately in radio drama. But meanwhile... Hey, we're taking on water. Fast! Damned bullet hole, which is now below the waterline. Everyone off the boat and back onto the dock. Uh, uh, Mr. Skids! Mr. Skids! Look! Everyone made it off the boat before it sank! By hiding in the alley, you saved the church gun club! You're a hero! That's all the time we have now for Mr. Skids Saves the Church Gun Club Cruise. Tune in again next time when we'll hear Captain Freely say... Let this, whatever this is, be a lesson to the rest of you. Kevin, uh, we fired the starting pistol, so it's my turn to thank our cast. We'd like to thank Ann Porter, Tony Flynn, Kevin Decker, Maureen Hager, Nancy Rock, Joan Harrison, Bob Harrison, Davis Hill, and Jody Stewart Strobelt as the woman who took your wallet. We'd also like to thank our writers, Kevin Decker and Tony Flynn, and 
the Bad Plus for our theme music, Seven Minute Mind. And we'd also like to thank that multiplicity of individuals who has some sort of indeterminate sign function. Carrie Boyce, Vern Windham, Nisha Schramm, Nancy Roth, and the man who volunteers at his local dog shelter because if you love something, set it free. Brian Lindsay. 